Welcome to the NJ Criminal Podcast. Welcome back to New Jersey Criminal Podcast. I am very honored to be speaking today with my dear friend, Bucks County District Attorney Matt Weintraub. Matt has been the Bucks County District Attorney since 2016, and before that, he worked as an Assistant District Attorney in both Bucks and Lehigh Counties, as well as an Assistant Prosecutor down here in Cape May County. Matt is widely recognized for spearheading and supporting numerous community response and prevention programs, including Universal Narcan for all law enforcement, a statewide leading medication take-back program, a free gun lock distribution initiative, and Crime Watch. He has successfully argued before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court and the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit, and he has also taught criminal justice courses at Delaware Valley University, Rowan University, and DeSales University. Matthew, welcome. Oh, it's my pleasure, Meg. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this together. I am, too. I am, too. I, uh, full disclosure, we went to college together, and I'll, uh, I'll keep a lot of those stories in the vault. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to start by asking you uh, why you are a career prosecutor, right? Why did sure you become am. a prosecutor? Oh, my gosh. Uh... Well, that's not an easy question to answer, but uh, I am just as committed today as when I started. I was an intern in 1992 in the Bucks County DA's office, and I guess the best that I can tell you, and I don't want to take up an entire hour with this story, but when I was in high school, I suffered a, uh, I survived, but uh, four of my friends died in a terribly tragic DUI drink and driving accident. Uh, and they they were coming from a party that I myself was at, but, but that I had shown up too late because I had a family obligation. And as a result, uh, and you and I, Meg, we have a mutual friend who I also grew up with in high school, who I asked to stay back with me instead of getting in the car with these guys. And uh, as a result, you know, he and I lived to tell about it, but my friends were killed in a drunk driving accident. I had to go to or funerals and be a pallbearer, which is awful. Um, and I can't, I can't say explicitly that at, at that time in my life, because I was only a young man, that I decided, oh, I want to be a prosecutor. But I, I can tell you that that did give me a lot of clarity uh, in, a, in a directional way as to how I wanted to proceed in my life. Uh, and I never really deviated. And, and I think as a result of that, just uh, my principles, I was naturally drawn to become a prosecutor and was never discouraged or deterred in any way from that mission. Well, I know I can, I can say that uh, you have always advocated uh, for victims and their families uh, and, and have made it your life's mission. Um, so, and that, and that, and that comes from my observations, personal observations, working as your colleague, uh, because what was it, 2005 or so that I drug you down to Cape May County to, uh, to work alongside of me and others at the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office. Um, and I know that you, you've always, you know, they are always worked so hard, 
uh, at, at achieving a just result, uh, no matter the case and no matter how difficult the case was. I, I, I can say, and I'll, I'll never forget, you know, I had not ever had any jury trials. And you kind of took me under, you, you had had capital cases at that point, uh, and you kind of took me under your wing and um, pushed me off of the high dive, so to speak, and got, <laughs> got me got me off uh, up in front of a jury. And so I certainly wouldn't be sitting here talking to you uh, as as a uh, you know certified criminal trial attorney if you hadn't helped me helped me in that regard. So I've always obviously been very appreciative of that. Um, when you came to New Jersey. There were some differences, right, between being a prosecutor in Pennsylvania and being a prosecutor in New Jersey. How, how was that transition for you? Was it, was it, is there anything that you can speak to in terms of the differences that you saw in the criminal justice systems in, in the two states? Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, and, and I should add before that, and hopefully we'll get into this, but it, it, it would be the least read book of, of all time, but if they ever did a memoir or a biography on my life, there would be uh, at least two chapters about Meg Horner, because not only did you assist me greatly in fulfilling one of my lifelong dreams to be a, a prosecutor down at the shore, but you also encouraged me and gave me my start as uh, an adjunct professor in at least a couple of places. So. Uh, I owe you a lot. You're always there to help me along as well. Um, but to answer your question directly, Meg, by the time I came down to New Jersey, and, and this was a fortuitous thing, uh, as you know, or at least it, it was back then, I understand it's changing now, but you had to take two different bar exams to be a licensed attorney, in, one in Pennsylvania and one in New Jersey. And for some odd, strange, uncalculated, some would say stupid reason, but fortuitous reason. I had taken both exams. It was three days of hell. Uh, this was right after law school and uh, immediately became a, a prosecutor in Pennsylvania for the next 13 years or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, I always kept my license up in New Jersey. Uh, and I remember at one point I had to bite the bullet because I hadn't paid the, the annual dues for years. And they said, finally, it's pay it or lose it. So I, I gritted my teeth and paid it something like $1,500 later and, and got my license intact. And then you and I had that wonderful conversation where you told me about the opportunity to come down there. And by that time, I was still really committed to uh, to being a prosecutor and basically seeing the right thing happen for the right reason, which I believe uh, prosecutors and defense attorneys do equally. Uh, and you were able to facilitate that for me. And then when I got down to New Jersey, I had all this Pennsylvania experience, but no New Jersey experience. And I guess the best that I can equate it to is learning two different dialects of the same language. Uh, and, and as you know, Meg, I don't like for self-confidence. So even when I was picking my first jury trial in New Jersey, I really didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I was able to fake it enough uh, to make it through. And then at some point, the evidence really just wins out. Um, I, I had the, the benefit of having some great mentors down there in New Jersey, you included, uh, as I've heard you mention often, Rob Johnson and even uh, 
our good friend Sab Carocia, who's still in uh, in the Cape May County Prosecutor's Office. I was in his unit in the uh, <laughs> grand jury, and that's really how I learned the 2C, which is right. the New Jersey version of the Crimes Code, just writing up all of those cases for presentment or presentation to the grand jury. Right. I remember those days well. I remember those days well. So, and, and you know, clearly, the I, I would say, and I also was a district attorney, assistant district attorney in Philadelphia for um, a few years before coming to New Jersey as a prosecutor, but it, it's a, a little bit stricter being a prosecutor in New Jersey. Um, I think you're, to some extent, limited as to things that you can say and the way that you can say them. At least that was my recollection. Uh, but you didn't let that hold you back, and you, you, got, <laughs> you got on your feet before a jury many, many times, and we even got to try a case uh, together, uh, which, was, which was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from you. Um, but you made the decision to, uh, to head back over the bridge, and, uh, and here you are back in, in, in Bucks County. And, you know, I have followed your, uh, your career now as the, as the district attorney, you know, with great, great interest. And you have, you really have spearheaded so many important programs um, for, for your community there. You know, what, what do you think, in all of your years of, of experience as a prosecutor, what do you think is the, uh, one of the biggest problems facing, uh, you know, facing our community and, and, and causing crime? What is it that, you, that you've really focused on um, from that perspective? Well, hands down, it's been the, the, the drug scourge. It's, uh, I, I would say, when you add alcohol to that, uh, we, of, of all of our prosecutions, I would say 75 to 80% of our prosecutions are either drug or alcohol uh, as the primary charge or drug or alcohol fueled. And what I mean by that is uh, you may have a DUI, so that's somebody now drinking is legal as long as you're 21, but you can't drink and drive and be impaired. Or if, uh, unfortunately, you're, you suffer from substance use disorder, that thing just gets its grip on you and you need to you need to essentially do whatever it takes as i understand it to just make sure that you can alleviate that craving and that that results in prostitution retail theft robbery drug sales all the way up to murder unfortunately so this is something that we are faced with regularly here and that's and that's true in in, in every state i would say um, yeah, I would expect that to be a commonality. Uh, one of the things that I do believe in, Meg, is uh, if, if we really just wanted to punch a clock here, all we would have to do is, is come in, read the files, and lock up as many people as possible. But I, I don't believe that that's real justice. And frankly, I don't believe that, 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 you're, that you're completely serving public safety if that's all that you do. What, what I think we should be doing and we've made it part of our mission here is to try to get at the root causes of why somebody is committing the crimes that they commit. And what I mean by that is if somebody suffers from uh, a disorder or an addiction, whether it's drug abuse, alcohol, alcoholism, or even a mental health illness, mental illness, we want to get at the root of that problem. And if we can treat the root 
treat that person as an individual and treat the root of that problem, number one, we're helping them. But even if you're purely, purely pragmatic about it, then what, what you're trying to do is hope that you'll never see this person again. You don't want them to ever commit another crime and society benefits in that way as well. Stick around for the next segment in this conversation. This podcast is not a source of legal advice. No two legal cases are the same. Contact an attorney if you require legal assistance. 